conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Girls. Sign up today. This week's episode of Andy's Girls is brought to you by possibly my extra sultry voice because it is 700 degrees in New York City and also brought to you by y'all. That's right. You guys are supporting this week's episode of Andy's Girls by RSVPing to the very first possibly only who's to say New York City Turtle Time Extravaganza, which is going to be tomorrow, June, aka June 8th, at 8 o'clock at none other than the Smithsonian of crazy real housewifery, the landmark that hopefully is registered nationally to the history people, etc., etc. I don't care. That's right the Regency. You get to kiki my favorite word, which I use every 35 seconds. Thank you so much. With yours truly, that's right, Sarah G, her holiness. Can we start using that expression on social media? (laughs) Hashtag skinny legend. That's right. So if you live in the tri-state area and are interested in going to, that's right, the very first and possibly only New York City Turtle Time listener kiki, RSVP, ASAP at Andy's Girls Show at gmail.com. That's right. RSVP to tomorrow's Andy's Girls Turtle Time fan kiki extravaganza, etc. etc. Yada. You're welcome. It is about Tom at Andy's Girls Show at gmail.com. Do you not live in the tri-state area? Do you live in Oklahoma, Vicki Gummelson's favorite state, or perhaps abroad? Book your flight now. It's not too late. This is totally worth it to chill with me for a little bit and have like a $15 water or whatever they sell. Anyway, so excited to meet some of you, maybe all of you, most of you, a nice healthy portion of you tomorrow night. Feel free to bring your friends, ideally their fellow Bravoholics and possibly certifiable. Um, Guys, can't wait to see you there. RSVP at Andy's Girls Show at (laughs) gmail. 
slash AltaVista slash HuluPlus.com. And now, on to the show. From Barbara Kay to Billy Lee, I've raised millions for the LGBT. I fight for gay rights, but this gay ain't right. <laughs> Wait, that's a good one. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 110. I actually know it this week, which is shocking. I guess I'm just full of pride <laughs> recording this moment. I'm so excited to be joined by none other than, like, what's another word for OG? Like, hmm. what, what's like next G? Next G of the AG, Ryan Houlihan, writer, comedian. Honorary OG. Honorary OG. Like Sonia in New York. Like Sonia in New York. Um, Ryan Houlihan of the Tremont Morgans. Um, Houlihan. Ryan, it's such a pleasure to have you in my apartment for a fake special. <laughs> that we're about to do pride month at this point has been a marathon and we're not even like a week what do i have the weekend it's like it's friday it's june something we're in june right we're in june it just feels like it's been the pride month forever and it has not been a good one the 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 mood for pride this year the like mood board is exhausted well greg ship mazel to greg bennett greg bennett um uh official friend of select jersey housewives and their children is engaged which i think happened i think he proposed like on the first did he propose on june 1st that might be a lie i might be making this up Mm -hmm. but just right Real early on. Real early on. So Shep Mazel, Caduz to Greg Bennett. And congratulations, Greg. Congratulations, Greg. And to all of our listeners who are tuning in to um, the, the <laughs> I don't even have a title, the Andy's Girls Pride Spectacular. The These Colors Don't Run special. <laughs> Um, I'm so excited to um, talk about all things Pride for like five to seven and then we'll do other (laughs) stuff. Um, Can I just let you know that this morning, because I didn't feel like wearing a bra, I was like, what should I wear for the audio podcast recording? Noting that I cannot put on makeup because I'm getting my brows done immediately So I just pulled out some Marquesa because I don't know about you, but what I know of that company is that they're all about equality for everyone, especially You're in a full gown. I'm I'm in in a genuine black tie Marquesa dress, strapless. I am in a dirty (laughs) t-shirt, very clearly pulled from a gutter, slightly hungover, and you're just like, Hello! (laughs) I'm in genuine black tie. I do not have AC in my living room. I'm already schwitzing and we're 25 seconds in. So I'm going to have a glow. We're going to maybe take a selfie after. You're going to heavily filter it like your life depended well, on it. Well, I mean, it. it's gay It's gay rights month. It is gay rights month. And, and filters I am, are gay rights. Right. And I am just like the hag of hags. Mm-hmm. So can I ask you some gay questions? Sure. What are poppers? <laughs> I really don't know what they are. I just had a are flashback to ages 12 to like 21 where um, all gay people under the age of 21 have to be like one man education <laughs> parades. Like please. you have to have like a PowerPoint. And you have to be like, it goes in the butt when <laughs> you're like 13 because everyone's is? got questions. Poppers are. Um, it's something you it's you don't pop it. I know that I am a very it's a smart. Hag. Tiny bottle of um, don't tell me you huff it, which is huffed um usually at the, in in the u.s because a lot of them are banned they now sell even more dangerous ones which they call vhs head cleaner and you buy it as if you're going to clean a vhs 
tape, but instead you sniff it up your nose and it makes your butthole loose. Okay. Um, no disrespect to the gays, but isn't that something that very dumb hetero boys used to do in their garages? Like, I remember this as a child when they were like, don't drink Windex. I mean, it's no different than Whippets, which Demi Moore is partial to. So, What's a Whippet? I thought that was a dog. <laughs> no, Whippet is when you just you just push the top of the whipped cream, but it's facing up. So just the gas that's holding the whipped cream in goes into your brain and you get high for like 30 seconds. Okay. Not to be an honorary morbidly obese person, but like what happens to the whipped cream? <laughs> that's the most important part. Of- I mean, it comes out real gross after that, but <gasps> usually people will just Nothing throw the whipped is- cream away <gasps> and hope their parents don't notice. Sacrilege. Unless I they're Demi Moore. And then they hope that their kids don't notice. Oh my god remember when she had to go to rehab after like her kid found and she her was like at a party or it's whatever? for whippets and it was like i don't believe that you're just going to rehab for whippets she's so pretty though i hope yeah, she's okay. i hope she's she doing okay? great i hope she's doing great i think the humor is derived from a press release that says i'm going to rehab for whippets um not from the fact that she obviously had issues to deal with question for you is demi more a gay icon um yes because she was in charlie's angels full throttle in a bikini, right? That was her only thing. She walked along yeah, the beach. Yeah, and then she had the scene where um, they're all on a roof with, like, really bad fight effects, but all, like, the three Charlie's Angels women, which is Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, and Lucy, Lucy Liu. Liu. Uh, and she was like, I, I'm no angel or whatever. And she had, like, a gun, and it was, like, really, really bad fight choreography, but it was, like, a, that turned a million young men um, homosexual. I actually can't believe that she was married to Ashton Kutcher. It is shocking. More shocking is that Ashton Kutcher and Bethany Frankel are now part of the rotating cast of Shark Tank. Is he on Shark Tank? Yeah. Because he joined Twitter early? Yeah. I know he's he, like, like an investor. investing in like someone's like, you know, occasionally when you're like an angel investor for Silicon Valley, you're going to have some hits. But Ashton Kutcher is the person who's like, someone's like, I'm going to mail uh, everybody cauliflower. It's cauliflower of the month club. And he like puts $80 million into it. And he's like. One of these is going to hit. And it did. It was Twitter. But it was like he is one of those people that I'm like, I don't know that this was your discerning mind. How much money? Shout out to all the Jews. How myself included. How much money does he have? He has a lot of. Does he have as much money as I would assume he has? I have to think after that 70s show, which is a syndication sitcom, which is really where the money is. Plus a couple sweetheart like mid 2000 deals where they were right, like. I think it, all of his money comes from they being like, an investor. Spend eight days with Brittany Murphy and we'll give you $10 million. <gasps> and uh, rest, in, rest peace, in peace. Gay icon. Um, <laughs> he took that $10 million and put it into Twitter and very luckily like. You know, did he really? It. Yeah, he, he was like an early investor in a few of those like Silicon Valley things. Okay, so speaking of all things um, gay and Bravo related, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, these questions. <laughs> so I reached out to AGs on Instagram, the place where I do all of my business. And so I asked folks for some questions, and one of the questions was that was like pride related which housewives are gay icons and why? And as our official gay today, mm-hmm. who do you consider to be a gay icon in the housewife empire canon? Well, there's two levels. Every housewife down to the one, every single one, even the ones that the gays hate, are gay icons. Why? Because it is a language with which gay people discuss things nowadays in the way that like pop stars and drag race contestants like if you are a gay person who can't reference Lisa Vanderpump, you are the exception. Do you know what I mean? Like most people, most gay people are in the Bravo lexicon to some degree. And so if you've appeared on a Bravo show, you've earned your like 
place in the lexicon, it doesn't make you like exalted. There is then that's the second level, which is like exalted, which is like Leanne Locken is obviously among the like titans of the gay industry. Obviously, Lisa Vanderpump falls in there just for like iconic visual status. Yeah, dynasty. Yeah, dynasty. Absolutely. She's she's pulling. She's referencing. She she uh, not afraid to not reference. What is it Lady Gaga said? She was like, she was like, eat it, throw it up. <laughs> she was like, old, new, not afraid to reference or not reference. Oh my God. Um, and then I think you And it have... doesn't matter if you personally like them or not. It's just because they are such a strong, impactful, specific, individualized person. Yeah. If you've if you have appeared on Bravo, you appear regularly in GIFs on gay Twitter. And that's all you really need. Oh my God, I love gay Twitter. <laughs> oh my God. So like Nini is like exalted status do you know what I mean like every gay person at least knows who Nene Leakes is who do you think is the biggest gay icon on New York on New York uh I see I would say Luann just for the cabaret stuff is colder ahead but for longevity's sake it's got to be Sonia that's exactly who I was thinking Mm mm-hmm I mean, she seems to fetishize us in like a way that was very in vogue for a portion of my life in the like about 2000s. Her taglines. I yeah. Mean, I mean, some gay wrote that bottom line for her. She's also like, every Wednesday I have a gay party. And she just like started that for a week and then never did it again. And she was like, see, I'm, you know, I've raised millions for the LGBT. Um, and that kind of like having been, um, she has an affection for us, and 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 if it was somebody else, I would say like it's problematic. Like, don't call people your gays. Don't be like the gays are so cute and they help me with my hair. Like that's very antiquated. But because Uh-oh. she has such pure intention and she means so well, it's like, oh, Sonia. <laughs> and because she's like dumb smart. Yeah, like, Sonia's dumb smart. Whereas Tinsley, I think, is smart and dumb. Oh, like, absolutely. Sonia Tinsley she has gets like a it. degree, but you know, couldn't spell degree. <laughs> Like, if you said degree, she'd be like, like, the Annie Pars brand? And sidebar, her sister, Dabney, being oh, like, Dabney. Um, what's her face being like, Dorinda being like, so what do you do for work? And she'd be like, I'm in between, I'm in between jobs. Because like, they've never worked a day in their life. I am Tinsley's sister. <laughs> They're like, well, Tinsley doesn't make a ton of money. And she's like, well, you know, neither oh do God, I. with those Gucci boots. Anyway, okay, so that was New York. Who do you think is a gay icon on New Jersey? Uh, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Teresa um, represents like a gay id, like like a like a, just a full aggressive like I cannot apologize for the state of being that I have. Teresa is every gay man like two bottles of wine in with their aunts at a family party. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. oh, I've got things to tell you. <laughs> Would Caroline Manzo ever be a gay icon? No, uh, she's right? a lesbian icon. I can't tell you why. I just know that she is. But Danielle Sub is among was a rare. Like yeah, pen yeah. of people that I think gay people hate doesn't make her not a gay icon because clearly she will be in the lexicon and the alphabet of the gay She's language. She's a gay but icon I, I think, villain or something. Yeah, even though that she like you know as Andy says waded into the lady pond or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think that gay people like have affection for her. I think there's a universal like you know Danielle Staub. Um, I think. Jacqueline, just for sheer, like, exposed wound, damaged, broken bird's mm, sake. Is a gay icon? I think, I think. Wow. I would throw her in so there. generous of you. I would throw her in there. Um, And then you've got people that, like, obvious, I mean, Margaret, uh, that's easily a gay icon. Uh, pushing, you know, your husband's in the pool. Great. Oh, my God. Phenomenal. I mean, that single-handedly stopped straight marriage. And for that, we can <laughs> thank her. Um, and then there are people that I think, like, 
I, I, I wouldn't know where to place them. Like I, Gorga? Yeah, I wouldn't know where to place Gorga because within a certain group of gay people, you could play on display and have like a good laugh. But I don't know that she's reached like there's something not visually iconic about her, which is necessary to true gay icon status. It needs to be like I could see a silhouette of you and know exactly who I'm talking about, like Ariana Grande or Marilyn Monroe. Do you think it's because she's too pretty? And I mean, pretty in like a American pretty way. No disrespect she to Americans. Seems but like to appeal to an aesthetic in style. She's going to be on the cover of in style. You know, she's not Vogue. She well, she appeals to an aesthetic that is for heterosexual men, as opposed to like Erica Jane yes. is appealing to a drag aesthetic. She yeah. seems to have no um, tongue and cheekness with her right. own femininity. Right, she's direct. She's direct and specific and literal, and mm-hmm. we want figurative. And that's no knock on her. Like that's a no, totally she's valid choice. She's, she's absolutely beautiful. Um, it's just in this in this specific grading curve. She's not excelling. So fire, round, squadron, whatever. Um, Potomac, gay icon. Karen. Over, yeah, yeah. Over Giselle. Yeah. Because yeah. she's like Because there's a like caricature. a, yeah, there's something about like a Southern, uh, a, like a dark Southern tragedy. There's some kind of like. Delusional. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Poetic. Yeah. Gay poetry. Mm-hmm. Dallas, Leanne. Oh, easy. Yeah. Leanne. Maybe, um, I think Stephanie and Brandy definitely have a lower tier energy really? but that's it on that branch. I'm actually that's surprised it. at that I think there's like a lesbian vibe to them there's some kind of like there's a sexuality to the Stephanie <gasps> oh, Brandy relationship that's interesting yeah. I hadn't picked up on that that it's like they're flirting mm-hmm. there's some kind of like they were at Pride and definitely hooked up and all their friends <gasps> know but we don't talk about it whereas yes. Leanne is on the float like I'm the ambassador of this year's Pride and you're like great thank you Leanne <gasps> okay um, Beverly Hills LVP you would say number one LVP right? is number and one Erica Jane Erica Jane is Rena- in there um yes I would give Rena that um easily um I'm trying to think someone that isn't like just Kim Kim Richards is not no she is because Kim Richards is the full um whatever happened to baby Jane Kim Richards is (sighs) the eye roll there is it is that Kim Kyle relationship is like something really dark and that darkness is also necessary there's a judy garland level of like we need you to be a tragic figure as well but is that a person as an icon or is that a plot as an icon no i think it's a person it might be a person i think i i I couldn't separate the two in the gay lexicon so interesting i could not separate the two your story is partially who you are and gay people really need iconic visuals yeah they need their women to have some sort of relationship with their femininity that isn't about men okay and um some personal like struggles so like your britney spears your um even ariana grande post-terrorist attack we had a lot of sympathy and she's lost people she loves yeah i forget his name but she lost him the guy Mac miller yeah i did his last interview before he died no you didn't yeah i did for new york magazine no for um anchor was doing like a um podcast-a-thon to raise money for inner city kids to participate in sports and he donated a ton of money and called (gasps) in and like helped fill us fill time for us at like four in the morning and in like hindsight he was up at four in the morning talking to us so like oh, no. probably couldn't have meant anything good was going on but i scroll through his number on my phone occasionally and i'm like what? he was like so a pure sad. person 
Uh, she also lost Pete Davidson to um, irrelevancy, which was like, that was a real tough moment he for this. He makes the... me so uncomfortable. I don't like his tattoos. Pete Davidson is is someone who probably could be a gay icon, but fumbled it so early from the beginning. Do you know what I mean? Like, if he had been on SNL and had been um, a little more tongue-in-cheek or self-aware, we would have been like, oh, that Pete Davidson, he's unconventionally attractive and hanging out with Ariana. But because he's so, like, into himself in a way that, like, mm. only older brothers are, where you're like, fuck you, Sean. He looks sickly too, and he's not talented or untalented enough. I feel yeah. like you have to be on one side of the spectrum. Also, Pete is not his name. His name is like Travis. <gasps> is it? No, I don't know. I'm just that's the energy I get from him. <laughs> oh my god, I would like him so much more if he had a name. Right? Like Tra- Maybe that's just because I'm thinking about Travis Holman now. I'm like feeling yeah. a little hot and bothered. Ugh. Um, okay. Speaking of gay icon, I mean, my lord, um, Daddy T. <laughs> OC, gay icon. Don't say Vicky, I'll kill you. No, really. Then I won't say it. Um, really? I think because of the cancer scam. Also, gay people love a scam. I, I know I, I know I'm throwing out a lot of categories. You don't have to hit all quadrants. You just have to circle three. Do you know what I mean? Like if you can circle three from this list, you get a pass. People love gay people love a scam. Um also I'm being nailed <laughs> to the cross like Jesus was, like her vague Christianity. Gay people love that. They love how much plastic surgery she's had. They love Oh my god, one of the all best of moments of is, everything is, of all time. Is what we're looking for at a parade. Is Tamara a gay icon? No. Quick, love it. Is um Heather Dubrow a gay icon? She was when she showed up and she no longer is because show for fucking house tours. She okay. Shout out to friend of the show, Jackie Buzzco, Mary last name, who sent me a link to her latest YouTube video. Oh god, is she showing us coasters? It's no, she's already done that episode. I watched it. <laughs> Which is my movie theater. And Jackie goes, she texts me and she goes, you have to watch this. There's like a crazy thing that happens at the end. And I texted Jackie and I said, I am absolutely not watching this. You sending this to me is a hate crime. Like I am not going anywhere near this. I cannot take it. She is diseased now. This is like a mental illness that has not yet been diagnosed. Like this needs to be a spinoff of botched called botched whatever happened to that contract that Heather had with her editors. They just want to bill her for hours. They're like, here's a great idea. Let's go to your seventh floor. In like, three to six rug. hours. Or in three to six hours. In three to six years, we're just going to be with her laying on her roof for five minutes, staring into her own gutter silently. But there are two problems. One is we're never going to run out of episodes because she's literally going room by room and that place is like a monstrosity castle, um, mm-hmm. Mall of America horror show. Number two is because so many of us said we can't can't believe she's leaving before we saw the house what we meant was we can't believe until we see like a little tour in bravo color saturated lovely background music and like she, we wanted a confessional in front of the house right and she took that as we want a spinoff of room by room with and i know this is possibly ironic i'm using this but like bad audio like it's it's not uh, well done she's she question. rings a bong it's like gong whatever i can't remember i wish it was a bong it was a gong at the beginning of each it's it's horrible question horrible question yeah what's the over under on her actually being trapped in that house and these videos are a cry for help from, maybe they are a from cry for some help. kind of kidnapper who's and she's just winking a lot in the videos and the, maybe it's terry <laughs> who's trapped and he's the Have one holding the camera face? which one terry has a new filler face he like gave him he he must have just taken some pills or gotten drunk one night maybe some nitrous and he started giving himself filler his face I, i'm telling you like listener google it 
Google it. Go to the Reddit wherever you have to go to see Terry we'll Dubrow's new face. We'll there was a photo it. of him like pushing a shopping cart or something, and I was like, "That's a thumb." It looked oh so inflated. God. And there's a uh, listen. We he love has a filler. Very bulbous nose. We love filler. Okay. I just got around. I love filler. Oh, yeah. Wait. Let me look at your face. You look so good. It's gay rights. <laughs> it's gay rights. He has the kind of face which is the skin's already sort of like aged and stuff and that's fine and you could definitely soften some lines and shape some things if you if you really wanted to but as someone who runs botched he should know that like lots of skin inflated just makes you look like a balloon do you know what I mean like you can't just fill in sagging skin because there's just more skin so there's just going to be more face and more face and you're right he has a bulbous nose and not to be awful he's not like a classically handsome man no so i would probably have sex with him yeah his charm does not come from the fact that he looks young right no it's because he's funny smart whatever yeah it's because he's like tongue-in-cheek and he cares about his wife and he helps all these people on this television show and his you know yeah yeah he's like he's an ogre or an onion he's got layers but I, I he also don't... likes to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Continue, continue. Um, he probably does smell like onions. I mean, that barbecue thing. But I, it looks not great, and I just can't wonder. I have to wonder what's happening in the Debrow household. Well, speaking of what's happening, so I felt like, do I have to watch this clip? She really said something happened. I was like, maybe they light a child on fire or something. I don't know. Let's watch. And so I watched the whole fucking thing. I don't remember how long it was. It felt like an eternity. And it was about her movie theater and she didn't know what the screens are, but it's really fancy and their chairs are great and she hates going to movies, blah, blah, blah. She's never watched a movie in that movie theater. No, I think her first time in that movie theater was <laughs> stepping into film this for her YouTube series, which I am now trapped watching. Like literally like that moment in The Witches where the kids are trapped in the painting, but I'm trapped in front of my phone watching this video on my way to Brooklyn. And so I watch it and spoiler alert, the end is like there was a flood because of like boards or something and they had to redo the movie there and I wanted to murder <laughs> Jackie because I was like I thought someone died she's like, like give me something to look forward I've to. had to do normal general universal home maintenance <laughs> whoa twist I mean like, that's not it's not great it was not great but anyway okay Heather Dwight. and finally Atlanta oh before we leave OC tell um, me Gretchen Rossi um how dare you did you go to Bass Lake? <laughs> <laughs> and her caring for that man as he died. Amazing. Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. And, you know. Actual recipes. Gretchen, literal recipes. Bute. These are things the gays are being fed by. Um, and then Atlanta, uh, I would say Nini, obviously, Kenya. But they're trying for it. The people who haven't tried for it but still get gay icon status would be Portia. Um, obviously, Marlo. Marlo just lives and breathes yeah. gay rights. Um, and then... Um, Sheree, uh, because of a fashion Chateau. show with no Spring fashions. Ball. Joggers. Um, Who gonna check me, boo? I mean, so I rewatched, I think from season three or four to current, except for this past season, obviously, because it's a horror show. I rewatched all of the Atlanta reunions, mm-hmm. and I had a complete rage stroke about phony Feifei because when you watch it now knowing what happens you see all these little nuggets of like when she really genuinely started hating candy and you can see her plotting and the I forgot what she had done with Nini with like contacting Nini's relatives to try to get them to be on camera she had done this stuff previously and been called out and it feels like if you re-watch the reunions now it's like all the building blocks mm-hmm. that you know I guess Portia sort of knocked over 
and I just kind of was so angry at the idea that maybe she'll be back one day and like this is the furthest you this is like the worst thing that you can do aside from actually murdering or physically assaulting someone but to me it was it's a lot worse than like Portia mauling people I it just yeah. it felt so terrible do you because it's th- calculated Portia just react and like that's definitely yeah. something she needed to work on and has right but and it, it's a, it's calculated like evil yeah and it's ma- it's essentially sort of making fun of people who are actual survivors of sexual assault it's like making it into she's extremely watchable television and it would be good for the show but it would be bad for all of us and our souls and frankly it would be quote-unquote good for the formula but i actually don't know that i could watch her on it, tv is she a gay icon she was before that I think we've canceled her like fully. (gasps) I don't think that there's, I think anyone who's like standing for Phaedra couldn't hold a conversation about it with you without eventually admitting some level of like, yeah, that was really bad. Um, And I think for a while, yes. I mean, she was a hustler. Apollo instantly earns you (laughs) a lot of points with, with, with men into men. But I think her being like a lawyer slash funeral director slash priest. Oh my God. (laughs) Is she still planning funerals? I mean, she's got to get social security numbers from somewhere, <laughs> right? <laughs> money laundering's not gonna money's not gonna launder itself. Oh my god! So wait, question for you, because now I'm starting to think about other Atlanta housewives. So pulling from Jersey and Atlanta, Kim Zolciak was a fake lesbian for mm-hmm. in order to get like an article in In Touch Weekly or Us or something. Danielle Staub with a lesbian superstar with her duet close yeah. to you, fake gay. Like or like faux gay or like phoned in gayness uh, is definitely a tactic that was being employed on Bravo for a solid five years. Yeah. Um, and I it everyone is free to do what they want with their body, but I it, and I'm not going to hold any single person for the accountable. Next hour. I'm not going to hold. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what happens when we stop recording. But anyone, I'm not going to hold anybody accountable for specifically using that tactic or whatever, because I don't know their personal journey. Maybe it was genuine. Maybe it wasn't. But I will say, in general, it makes me uncomfortable in mass when the housewives do this stuff where they, like, um, they commoditize or co-opt gayness for attention. Uh, And it's a certain level of privilege knowing that you'll never be persecuted for it, that you can, like... It's sort of like... um, Whenever a pop star like Jesse J was like, I'm bisexual for a couple years. And then she turned around and was like, oh, I wasn't bisexual. I just said that. And it's oh, like, really? yeah, it's like, fuck you. Like, because you, you knew you weren't going to have to deal with anything in life or like any, you're not going to have any consequences, frankly. And you're not going to have any repercussions and you're not going to have to understand what this really means. Um, and you just want our money. And like, fuck you. Okay. So sort of speaking of that. So I'm rewatching the Atlanta reunions, obviously the Christopher Chrissy moment comes up on Atlanta where they're accusing Kim Fields, Kim Fields husband of like maybe (laughs) to the gay icon, Kim Fields. (laughs) They're accusing him of like maybe be on the DL or whatever. And there's an awful moment where everyone is like, this is terrible. Chris says something and he's like, this is terrible. And Andy is like, this is terrible. And Kenya refuses to apologize. It's maybe the worst aspect of the worst thing that she has done that just the shittiest meanest cruelest genuinely not funny moment of like her refusing to apologize and just holding to it for absolutely no reason a couple of times Andy has drawn a line yeah there's been a couple instances where like accusing someone's husband of being gay is um 
as if that's a bad thing or mm-hmm. as if like someone's stated sexuality mm-hmm. is to be suspect yeah and that anyone would benefit from you sniffing around and trying to out them like very ugly stuff that I don't want to see on the shows anymore and he, he finally like tried to put his foot down um, and he also did the same thing with like the way that they say like the gays and there there's mm-hmm. like a fetishization mm-hmm. of the gay BFF thing but there's a difference between that and what's going on in Potomac. So that's what I wanted to get your thoughts on. What Because I have heard from people that are like the gay shaming on Potomac. And I talked about this last week with Pet Shop Boy. The fact that it's not gay shaming if he allegedly sexually assaulted a it crew member of the same. It was gay shaming until this these accusations and like it, I mean beyond accusations like he was allegations clearly uh, it's allegations it's accusations but it's also like there there seems to have been people who saw this stuff happening and heard him talking about sucking somebody's dick so it, it it's like until that point it was or like wanting to suck whatever dick. happens between closed doors is their business and frankly like if he's talking about it in public, you can ask about it. But if he says, like, I was joking and I'm a heterosexual man, like, that's on you to accept that. And, like, it's damaging to gay people to, like, try to out them if they're not ready. Like, whatever. But there's, like, a whole element of him sexually assaulting people and, and being um, lecherous on camera multiple seasons at this point. We've seen him multiple times act towards men in a way that um is predatory and i don't think that's a bad conversation to have you think it's predatory and not flirty no i I don't think it's flirty flirty there's a level of like reciprocation he pushes it until he's told to stop and he only does it when he's drunk and like his inhibitions are down enough to um push other people and it to me there's a i i guess it's like porn versus art i know it when i see it i can it feels predatory to me the like tone in his voice is very like like he's already grabbed your dick and is telling you not with his eyes not to say anything kind of. And I, it, it grosses me out. I love Ashley. I love Ashley. Um, And I, I, I don't hold her accountable for her husband's actions, but he seems really gross. And I don't think it's bad to bring it up. And frankly, the housewives have not, they've said what they heard and they saw and have said like, I'm not saying anything. Do you know what I mean? Like they've been pretty above board i don't think anybody's on there being like hey silly faggot like nobody's saying that about him they're saying like i heard him say this and it made me uncomfortable and i don't know what's going on with them yeah i think candace is gonna bring that shit yeah we'll see i think her confessionals which were recorded who knows how much long you know time after their actual trip to new orleans so it's like she might have just gotten more and more annoyed and so she's referencing like I know stuff and I'm not going to bring it out I don't think she was thinking about it in the moment while they were filming and fighting I think that several months later she's like oh it's going right, to be brought I up at no- the reunion yeah and I wonder how they will respond because whether or not it's still a court case they may try to say for reasons owing to litigation we can't comment I mean the thing with Ashley is that she's always like open super open always talking about shit and there was a moment when Ashley and Candace were fighting where Candace was referencing that and, and was like, you always have something to say. And whether or not I agreed with Candace with, with her actual opinion about Ashley's drinking and trying to get pregnant and stuff, which is a whole other conversation. Um, I felt like, yeah, there's, that's going to come back and bite you in the ass when it comes to this Michael stuff. Like, and Ashley is one to stir the pot and to throw bombs. Right, so she gets it. So it's like, you can't, I mean, when someone like when the, you know, when the tables turn, you can't then suddenly be like, oh, you're talking about my personal life. Like, Ashley, like, 
you this is what you do and so when the it's tables like are quite turned literally on you, what her job is yeah like I don't think there's any point at which but I do think very gross to be like I don't think you really want to get pregnant because you had like a couple beers like I that whole we're there's a lot of talking about other people's wombs that is happening that I don't so I I agree with you I also feel like wasn't Ashley the one that was saying repeatedly I'm not drinking because I'm trying to get pregnant so sure but, but I but I agree I agree with what you're saying but I also the same feel thing like with people were saying Harry Hamlin didn't know his daughter was vegetarian it's like people say a lot of weird stuff about their diets and what they're trying to do and who they're trying to be versus their actions it's not up to you to shame people and be like Ryan I thought you said you were quitting sugar like oh, you no. can make a little comment right but then don't come up to me and be like I don't think you want to lose weight I actually think you like being unhealthy like that's I also thought it was doubly insensitive to say that to somebody who had a fucking miscarriage, which is no joke in front of someone else who's pregnant with a, a child in her whatever second or third trimester who also had a miscarriage. Like that is, it's especially you do not want to get anywhere near that. Because they knew that. Right. But that's why you don't talk about it because you don't know if someone's had a miscarriage. You don't know right? what their that's personal exactly journey of, uh, uh, and, and, and frankly, like, anything that has to do with someone's pants, their family, that kind of stuff. Like there's a lot of talk on the housewives, depending on franchise. Like you don't talk about the kids or you don't talk about my parents or you don't talk about my husband, blah, blah, blah. I I don't, I just don't, I I think you just don't talk about somebody else's like, like what's going on in their pants or their personal health. Like that's so far beyond like, don't talk about my husband. Like it's someone's health. Like, like, like frankly, like this is their children and their children's lives. Like, like you don't know if she's lost a child or if she has been struggling and desperate to have a child. Like it's just so inappropriate. And I think it speaks to the fact that some of these women um, live very privileged lives and are very immature in certain ways and haven't been through, like they've all been through personal tragedies, but I think they've been shielded from a lot of tragedies. And if they haven't personally experienced it, they don't understand what they're dealing with when they're joking around about certain things. And Candace is also very interesting because she came in and I was like, oh, she's kind of vapid, whatever. And she's so complicated and has such a strange, horrifying relationship with her mother, who is allegedly a therapist. I absolutely want to see that certification because what we've seen on camera and what she has said that her mother has said to her is abusive, unacceptable. And if a doctor looked at me and was like, you have cancer... I would be a really angry and upset and be really concerned and for her her mother to in a middle of an argument say I think you're bipolar and use that as an insult when it's actually a medical diagnosis and you are the practitioner in the specialty in the specialty to make those exact diagnoses I would be very fucked up. So when I see especially someone's parent, because you're not supposed to diagnose people that are close to you like that because you have no you're completely biased. You have no. How, like, yes. How are you Candace's mother's patients? How do you watch the show and feel good about going in and seeing your your? And I'll say this. I therapist. have a lot of sympathy for Candace because of the stuff with her mom. I think her mom's a really ugly person who's really damaged her. Yeah. But when Candace goes dark, it's her mom. Like she just fully is her mom. Like when she goes dark and acts like a huge brat or when she um, fights with the other women, I see the exact same psychology, the gaslighting, the like don't pull any punches, like aggressive, like, like vicious behavior. And I, I think her mom, you know, like if her mom's, uh, if we're just going to be her mom and just diagnose people, if her mom is a sociopath or whatever, I don't think that she is. I definitely don't think she's malicious, but she's learned a pattern of behavior and how to fight from her mom. And it is ugly. It is not 
a good look. Like when she wants to spend money on her wedding and her husband was like, that's mm-hmm. a lot of money. And she was like, oh, oh my God. So I can't spend any money. So, oh, but it's my special day and I want to do that. Like she goes to this place that's like relentless and ugly and like she knows how to push people's buttons having like lived with someone who is um, diagnosing people and like manipulating people in a way. I, it's, I don't like it. I don't like I it. I don't like it, but I'm so glad to be watching it on TV. Oh, She's yeah. so fascinating to me. I haven't crossed over into like, you're the devil at all. I don't know that I'll ever feel that with her. I just feel like this is a really interesting kind of damage where I don't feel triggered by it. I just I, honestly To me, fascinated. it is chaotic energy, and I don't know if it's chaotic good or chaotic evil, but it is chaotic energy, and I, I she could go one of two ways where she could Portia or she could Phaedra. And like, she, like Ooh. she could go or she could Bethany where she dips in and out of yeah, like true yeah. evil or true good. But it is chaotic energy and you do need that on the housewives. But, oh, I would not want to be like I wouldn't want it in my personal life. So there were two big arguments this week on Potomac. So Candace v. Ashley, your team, Candace. I uh, mean, sorry, your team, Ashley. Yeah, oh easily. God. And then Giselle v. Karen. Um, That to me is a little more of a toss up because I do think Karen... Karen asks to be called out. She's on one of these shows. She lies regularly. She is, she is poor. She's poor, delusional, and she like and she lies about money and she lies about what she's working on and she lies about her relationship with Matt and she lies about her relationship with the Black Bill Gates and she you know wears these absurd braided like she she bought <laughs> a regular wig and then had the wig braided down to the so lace awful. when you could just buy a braided wig it's a hate crime it, is was, what it was it was a hate really crime. weird but all of that stuff like you're asking to be talked about and you have to take it in good stride or cut it out you're on one of these shows that's what you're buying into but at the same time Giselle seems to not have any of that judgment or any of that um calling out or any of that like like, she has, she has a real keen eye for what's going with Karen, but not for anybody else in the group. Like, if Giselle came for Robin or somebody occasionally, Giselle seems to only come for Karen. So I would say I, I think it's probably a 50-50 at this point. Yeah. I like watching it. I loved the moment when she's in her confessional. I love that they utilize the voice of a producer, which they sort of had to do to keep that moment, where she's like, what did I do to her? And the producer's, yeah. like, listing things, and then they both start laughing because it's so insane. I love I love Giselle, like, lowering her voice and be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, forgot about that. Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, what happened? Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, I was so into it because I just think – I don't know. She's also an all-star. She is. She's right? an all-star. She's just so good at this. Like I would put her in the very top tiers. You didn't did you mention her as a gay icon? Um She's just an icon. I think she's just an icon. Yeah. I don't know. We 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 she need a little more um I need her to be the main character of a season in some sense for her to cross over there. Um but the makeup brand helps. I will say the makeup brand certainly is getting her far in my mind towards gay Because icon it's status. actually successful it's actually successful i've i've used it i like <gasps> i purchased it just to see um when i was on long island it's what quality. did you bu- what did you would you get um a uh, foundation yeah i just it's bought- like i don't think it's lips oh no wait it is right there's like a lip gloss too i think it's more f- like every hue beauty it's like it's foundation about- yeah it's, it's like skin- foundation right yeah it's, yeah, yeah. it's, like skin it's base based. stuff right um i just bought a foundation or whatever and i was just like i just i, I like literally bought it to just wipe on my arm and see and i was like is this quality product? how much was it um, it was, no, it was no, super 20, cheap. It was 15. like, it was, it had to be less than 30, more than 15. Um, because I remember being like, this is a substantial product, but it wasn't like, you know, it was impulse buy for me to just like play. And with. I feel like if she's carried in target, 
Yeah. I don't, I honestly don't know Target well, but I feel like the price point is like below Bloomies, but certainly above like drugstore, right? Like it's yeah. supposed to be great stuff, but. It's like Drew Barrymore's Flower Beauty right, is right, also right. in there. Um, and that's an affordable brand, but it's, it. I think a lot of the stuff in Target is generally affordable, um, but quality products. Like you're not going to buy yeah, any it like has to be industrial Right. Paint. No, it has to be like good stuff. Yeah. Wow, good for Giselle. I know. She makes truly. me so happy. To get an end cap in a large retailer like that is like brands will work for a decade to do that. Like it's kind of wild. I just can't get enough of the fact that it is literally diametrically opposed to like Ramono Pinot Grige, where it's not playing on a joke. It's not playing on Housewives. This is a genuine business product that she. And there was a hole in the marketplace. Fenty Beauty came in and she said, I can do a really affordable version of that and make, so make a quality product. And it, there was a need for different shades of makeup because frankly, the makeup companies in general do a really poor job of catering to women of color. Mm-hmm. And that's to, you know, you don't want that market. Like Giselle stepped in and was like, I do. I'll help these women out and I'll make a buck off of it. And that is, I love that. So yeah, that gets her really far towards gay icon status in my opinion. I bet 52 Cent is so jealous. Yeah. This is not sunglasses, sweetie. Like this is like. The sunglasses, the Bailey business. agency stuff. Where, oh, and the Bailey seen. agency is now an event space. But like, why didn't she sign Gigi or those Rena kids real early on? Like, why wouldn't you just be like. She's not, she's not an agent. She doesn't know what she. She's, I know, but like, if you wanted to have a real agency, but she she's doesn't. Not an a, she's not, a, they don't want to sign with her. They want to sign with like. No, I know. But I'm saying like, before whatever the Bailey agency is, like some multi-level marketing. Why didn't she look from inside the house? Why didn't she say like, there's an opportunity here. I have real connections at the moment. I haven't squandered them yet. And I could probably throw something fairly respectable together and like Frank sign Frank from New Jersey and like a couple of these hot. Oh my God. Can you imagine if she signed Frankie? Right. Like just go around and be like, you know, I'm just going to throw some contracts at these kids. See where it goes. Maybe Avery wants she's to do not, some catalog work. She's not a business person. She's not a business person. That would have been person. great. That would inspire. She's an innovator. She puts those frozen grapes in her wine. That's innovation. She but stayed she's not in the cast business. for seven seasons, yeah. which is six seasons longer than I expected. But so she's not a business person. Kudos to her. Okay. One more thing that I want to mention about Potomac and then I want to move on to Beverly Hills because you made an interesting point that I want to get to. Um, we just dropped. I just dropped the recording that's equipment. That's cool. And it's, you know why I did that? No you know why I did that? So that I could take responsibility <laughs> and not Tyler Henry. Phenomenal. Um, so the moment that really stuck with me, and I watched Potomac a couple times, when they toured that fucking plantation that museum. was my God. one of the most touching moments yes. that we've had. And also... Such a good justification when people say Housewives is bad for women or why do you watch the show? It's like, you know, there is positives and negatives to what Housewives has done for the world and for society and for women. I think the positives definitely outweigh the negatives and we wouldn't have gotten all those positives without some of the negatives. Like, it's not great that we pit women against each other on TV all the time, but... A lot of the solidarity and a lot of the relationship stuff we watch, having women of a certain age being sexual and confronting issues that aren't discussed on TV, like without that, without Housewives, we wouldn't have like big little lies. And Mm -hmm. I think we have moved the conversation about women, especially women of a certain age, women of color forward really far. Uh, There's a lot left to do, frankly, like the uh, the casts are still pretty segregated, which is Mm -hmm. very unfortunate. But I do think it's done like a lot of really good work. And this is a perfect example of like, these are black women of a certain age with a certain perspective taking time to explore like what that means in the world that they inhabit and like that was so 
moving and Her father was so moving and other than the little shady karen comment which was like giving Magical. me true life um they really came together they, were, it, they didn't fight about like you threw wine in my face during this really important moment like they right. came together because they all understood because they were all part of an identity that like that was you know connected to this and they are all smart educated um i mean intelligent and smart you know just uh, <laughs> Intelligent, smart, knowledgeable women. I mean, it's just, it's lovely to, not lovely, that's it. It's like actually horrifying as a white person to be like, yeah, it is important to watch. It was important for them to include this and not have a punchline attached to that aside from that like funny little shady moment. Unlike what happened on Atlanta when Porsche is like, where can I catch the six train? I mean, that's not terrific. It's not terrific, but I also don't want to shame Portia for not knowing these things because that is like her own, I guess, like journey to discovery. And she was very young. And I think Portia is a very different person than she was now, uh, than she was then. I think like we think back, I think back to who she was when she came on the show, which was like, I can't go to a strip club. Like that whole energy. I think she's really come out of her shell. And, um, but, and I don't want to tell like a woman of color, like you should have known your own history. Like, but it was unfortunate that that is the message that got like aired to America. Because and her this, grandfather is a civil rights icon. And I this, mean, hello. This was a good. How did that not come up in conversation? This is a good antidote to that. I think it, there's also like when the New York women went to the Pride Parade in like season two, I think. And it was just like. Season three. Season three. It was just like. Oh, we, wait. Two or three. Yeah, yeah. We need to have. Or even the Barbara Kay stuff this season. It's like this needs to be counterbalanced with like some, you know, maybe an educational moment. Like maybe like. Luann should go work for like an HIV AIDS charity like she should act up fight AIDS and like you know prep for all as part of her court case uh volunteer hours or whatever it's called Mm -hmm. uh community service um maybe she should do that and 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 as a makeover to the gay community I will say I saw Luann at a pride parade one year and I was walking in the parade and it's a march but I was walking in the march um and I stopped and was like well, fuck the March. Like, I'll catch up. <laughs> and I ran over to her and I was like, I love you. Can I please? And this is before I had like met her a few times. I was like, I love you. Can I please have a photo? And she's like, of course. And I took a photo and she goes, but I am taping. <laughs> There's like the cameras are pointed at her. And I was like, oh, sorry. And I ran away. And Did you then, get the photo? Mm-hmm. And then I looked like shit, but I Photoshopped it. Um, totally fine. And then... I realized she was taping and I watched her tape for a second. And then I realized she was there alone and was just trying to get a shot of herself at the march. But there wasn't like, they weren't shooting with other people. She just wanted there to be a shot so she could be like, I support the LGBTQ community. Like she was there for a full five seconds and then left. She is such an awful person. She's like, we got it? All right. So let's talk about New York. Get me back to Trump Tower. So... (laughs) What is the plane from Mar-a-Lago? Oh, God. Let's talk about New York. So let's talk about New York. This week, last week, and the teaser for next week, solid gold. There's your gay pride parade. (laughs) Well, I will say this. Luann is all of the floats. Absolutely a hit parade. Like, we are just playing. We are on our greatest hits tour. Sonia almost dying. But this might be the first time while watching Housewives, and I've watched people die on this show, where I was like, I'm feeling a little guilt. (laughs) Because of Sonia? Like, I'm not feeling great about this. Yeah, like, at some point, maybe the producers shouldn't let her get so... I know they don't let her, but maybe someone should step in at a certain point when she's smacking her head against glass tables. Also, Ramona just being like, 
all right, so the paramedics are here. We got to go because there's, a, you know, it's going to, there's traffic and we got to get an Uber. It was so ugly. Tinsley looking <laughs> at the, I guess, transportation, you would say, options for Sonia if she had to go to the ER and then saying, is that our car? I mean, that was one of the best moments of the season, which I know is like sort of a medium bar. It's not well, like quite a low bar, but it was phenomenal. Ramona goes, oh my gosh, what is all this? And Tinsley goes, there's a party across the street? And Ramona goes, no, the stretcher. Are they going to have to take her out of here? Like, guys, there's a stretcher and paramedics. We don't have to get to the bar tonight. That was the realest moment. Ramona also just bailing on the art gallery because she was like, I got to meet a friend. Like, she's checked out of this show and the rumors that they're not bringing her back i personally think that those are contract negotiations yeah of course it is but people it's not real shut up also shut up but also shut up no no no. i also think they need to maybe maybe it's also slapping her around like when they made luann a friend of and they were like get in line you sign up to tape the show you're not bailing on a taping day on vacation to go hang out with your friends at like the one like yeah yeah, yeah, get, I agree. You, get, you know, you, you want to be on television, be on television. Which they've Which done. is what I said to Bethany. You want to tape the show. I said, remember I said that like last yeah, season. Yeah. You want to be on the, a housewife, be, on be the, a housewife. But I feel like well, A, Ramona is being a housewife. She is that ignorant and um, uh, does not care that much about other people when it comes to like getting a, a glass of Pinot Grigio and looking for cock. So like, <laughs> there we go. And also Ramona has done this before. Ramona did this several seasons ago with Luann and Sonia where they all refused to sign their contracts because yep. they wanted to get more money. Ramona qu- quit first and signed on. She got freaked out and Sonia and Luann both got penalized. And instead of getting salary contracts, they got paid per episode and they lost money because of that. That's why Sonia was upset when she wasn't going to go to the um, Berkshires because she wanted to get paid and she was missing out on a check by not filming with them so if i was ramona i would be a little bit careful but i also think there's absolutely no reason that that for them to take her off the show i think it would be such a huge fucking mistake don't you look at me with those eyes Ryan. don't you look at me with those eyes i will lose my mind if she's off the show okay i need it however i hate you there's two things to say one Every time I talk to a normie, not a Bravo celebrity like us, not a Bravo super fan, not a real pump a head, <laughs> a pump head, not a not a fellow housewife. Oh my god, I've never heard pump. Not a fellow friend that. of friend of uh, the housewives. We're friends of friends of friends. Yeah, friends of friends of the housewives. I, when I talk to a normie, they vastly prefer Beverly Hills, and that also is, plays out in the ratings. New York is not a highly rated show among the housewives. How she might be the most famous. Dare you? But you only need a couple of very famous people to keep the ratings where they are, and they could lose two or three of the New York women, and it wouldn't affect their ratings. And frankly, that's what Bravo's thinking about. And I, I agree with you. From an artistic perspective, it would be a crime to take Ramona off the air. But from a business perspective, she needs to understand you're not going to get paid more because you're not making enough. Like the show doesn't make them enough money to justify paying you. It's such an inflated salary. And she's been on TV for so long. She's probably making a good deal of money, but it's not as if like we're getting Ramona's giving us access to something in the New York scene. Like Bethany does give us the opportunity to go to Puerto Rico and take private jets and meet with real AAA celebrities. Like Bethany has access that I don't know that Ramona has. So it's not like she can even use that as a bargaining chip. Like I think if I was Ramona, I would really get in line and just take what I can get and be very happy that they still want me on the show. I agree with you. If they take her off the show, it will be a tragedy for art, but it will, it would not necessarily be a bad business decision. culture. 
And so I would be like, I would get in line if I was her. What do you think about Luann? Do you think she has anything to worry about? There was that Raider Online piece that came out that was like, I don't know, sources say, which I think was complete bullshit. Comple- Luann, I had lost my mind when people said it to me. if they took her off the show, she'd be back in 10 minutes. <laughs> Jill Zarin and Luann have the opposite energy where Jill Zarin couldn't get on this I'm show dying. if like a genie intervened. Luann couldn't get off this show if she died. If Luann died, they would mummify her and prop her up and stick her on a plane with the other girls for their trip to, like, France or whatever they're doing that season. Giovanni. <laughs> Luann will, they will CGI her in. They will do a hologram version of Luann. She will just come back. She is like a cockroach. You can't kill Luann. Luann is a survivor. Nothing will keep her down. She is a shapeshifter and a chameleon. They might cast someone else, then later find out that was Luann in a wig. They don't know. They can't get her off the show. So anytime that Luana's there's a dis- Tootsie, is that what you're saying? <laughs> she's Mrs. Doubtfire. That's exactly it. That's exactly if it. If they try to get her off the show, they will cast a woman of color and then find out it's Luanne in blackface. I'm telling you, they will they thought never they had Diana Ross. <laughs> they thought it was finally happening. They had a pop culture legend, Grammy <laughs> winner. They're like, all right, let's get Kim Fields again, and it's just Luann. In, in really dark color of every hue and it's very offensive and frankly there's no amount of going to a plantation that will absolve Bravo of a sin like that Bravo has done such racist and homophobic things I, I, I we have fully forgiven them because those moments at the plantation so you're like you've oh, no, earned it, so, it no fail it was history it was culture um, um, yeah they'll never get rid of Luann ever Ever, ever. Luann would sell Victoria to stay on this show. Do you think Luann is going to survive the rest of her probation? I mean, like. (laughs) No. I don't think anyone gets out alive, least of all Luann. I mean. Um, Luann has to, at some point, is going to serve time. Because, frankly, they were like, we just need you to go to AA meetings and check in occasionally. And she was like, "Mm, that's going to be tough for me. And there's a lot of reports of her drinking at bars around the city. There's, Lately? There's been multiple reports of Luann, like... Oh, we'll talk about that off, off, off recording. That she is just, like, having a glass of wine here or there. Because she doesn't think she's an alcoholic. That's the thing. She she's does a narcissist. Not think the wound starts with the narcissism. You can't fix the alcoholism until you work on the fucking ego. She's not in therapy. She's not regularly going to meetings. She doesn't check in with her probation officer. She's not doing her community service. Do you mean like, now or while they were recording? Certainly while they were recording. Maybe now, like no like way. Her or like maybe like Noel is taking her by the hand and is like mom. But like someone could be forcing her to go through the steps at the at this moment. But she's not. She's going, she might be going through the steps, but she's not working the steps. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, she could be going to therapy, but is she talking about what the problem is? Is she talking about her like deep seated identity issues? Like she isn't. And so I'm not saying she's going to prison. I'm saying this is not the end of the road. We're not like, oh, Luann's well now. And and I do actually worry about it. I mean, I will say the Sonia stuff uh, from this week and the Luann stuff of just Luann is white knuckling it to not drink on on camera. Yeah, her talking about wanting, I mean, even though it was veiled in like a bacon wrap scallop of like super narcissism. And where there's it's like, nothing they wrong. They didn't visit me, but I wanted vodka. You have no idea. You there's know. nothing wrong with being triggered or being uncomfortable or being around drunk people if you're trying to not drink. I get it. But you continually have put yourself in the circumstances. In fact, it is your job. So I can't see how you're going to get better. Like if, if, if I was like, 
uncomfortable. Say I was recovering from an eating disorder or I was recovering from um, depression, self-harm, addiction. And there are specific circumstances that make me tempted to give in to those impulses that are bad for me. And I know that. And it is also my job to be around the temptation that make it. I just can't see you getting better. And it was the same thing with um, the Rinna kids on Beverly Hills where oh, I was like, my God. just get them off TV. Just get off of television. You, this is not, this is not resolving itself. Like I'm not seeing good behavior modeled from family members, from the person who seems sick and, it's not good for us all to watch it. It's not good for her to be watched. I, I was like, this is not, I don't like this at all. I don't want to see it. It is important to discuss these issues and to have visibility, but I think we need visibility from people who've been through the journey to model good behavior. I was like this, I feel guilt. I, I feel dirty. watched Beverly Hills and I was so uncomfortable and I was uncomfortable because I knew that online this girl was getting ripped to shreds. Yep. People were coming after Rinna and saying she's your child is a piece of shit and she's a little twat and it's because of you. All of these it's uniformly LVP stands who were cyber I'm gonna Even, say cyberbullying they were cyberbullying a child I know she's 18 she is a fucking child even if there wasn't who is sick a faction of fans who seem extremely toxic this season and I frankly am still 50 50 on the whole thing I think like you know oh LVP stirred the pot well that's what her paycheck is paying her to do um there is her fans have crossed the line several times and I, the housewives themselves seem deeply uncomfortable and feel very threatened I think personally like we see where their homes are on TV so to receive thousands of death threats every night when your television show airs and to know people know where you live and you're not fabulously wealthy you you're upper class but you're not fabulously wealthy that you have some security detail to make you feel safe unless you're Teddy because her husband like yeah well but that's how Kyle's got Meg Ryan could call in a favor with the CIA (laughs) frankly the CIA who gave her her lips oh my god um but I think like th- that has crossed a line to a point. But even without that, say none of that was going on. Say, you know, Lisa Renna was the most beloved housewife mm-hmm, and there's no mm-hmm, controversy. Mm-hmm. There are always going to be a troll who is going to throw this in her face or her child's face. And it uh, it shouldn't be on camera because your kid, it's such a point of vulnerability. And it is the exact thing that keeps people from getting better. It's like the exact trigger is how people see you and perceive you and how you get bullied um, is a huge trigger for people with eating issues. I had eating issues growing up and it, I was just like, Ooh, like I just hope she turns off all comments on her Instagram and doesn't have a Twitter account and does not Google her name because there will be people on Reddit who will say horrifying things. No, she's already seen it. She posted stories after and she's like, listen, this is what happened. I'm not a dick. I've been, I am triggered by food stuff. I was very uncomfortable. I was lashing out um, against my dad. If- and then people flipped out on her. Even after she said that people are like, well, you're a horrible person because your mom's a dick and this is what blah, blah, blah. And she said, I have to go offline she but was she has to go offline if she wasn't going through stuff with her dad wasn't going through stuff with her own eating issues wasn't triggered she's an 18 year old right she's we a have child. all flipped our parents off or act like entitled brats or been like a dick at some point in our childhood and maybe you weren't 18 maybe you matured at that point but we all by the time we were 25 did some shit that if it had been on camera we would have looked like spoiled like brats every single person it's just a state that you go through it's a maturing thing and it's weird that you're pushing like, you're testing boundaries yeah it's weird and also i think rina pushes her to be on camera because she wants her to have the career that like a gigi or bella have 
And I'm like, shit, this girl does not need to be on camera. There's a whole other life she could live. There's other fulfilling things she could do. This isn't the one way to make money. You're already rich. Like, to me, I was like, why is Renee even allowing her on camera? If my kid had an issue, any kind of issue that was that serious. But I think Renee doesn't even understand how serious it is because I think Renee suffers herself from some issues. And I don't think nobody's, I think Harry seems to be treating it with the gravity it it deserves. I don't know if Renee is. Renee was joking about like, how could you eat four pieces of cheese? You can't say that stuff to someone with eating issues. Renna didn't say that. Her kid said that. Or, I mean, she was part of the conversation and was like joking around about it. And to me, it was just like, or even the, I mean, Harry was doing the wrong tactic, but it was well-intentioned to be like, try the pie, have this. The whole, like, just don't talk about eating on camera with someone that has issues like that and don't pressure them and don't joke around about it. I mean, on the, just to devil's advocate this, um, and LVP stands are the devil in this scenario. Um, No, but just to devil's advocate in this, I feel like they could have filmed for several hours and they're a family and they might have asked her. She might have said, I want to film because she wants to work on her modeling career, whether or not that's a good idea. Sure. Kids want to do a lot of things that you shouldn't let them do. Right. Sure. And (laughs) sure. And dinner might have been part of it and she might have been fine five other times that they'd recorded and this just might have been too much she might have had a bad day which is what happens when you have any kind of addiction sometimes you are fine 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 and then you just have a bad fucking day and she just might have had a bad day that was on camera and i I don't know how much control rinna has over i guess maybe who i'm what they film and don't and i just got to this through hearing you talk and talking it out I, i and i don't i don't not I don't want anyone listening to this to think I'm mad at Rina or I'm judging her because we all learn about these things in our time and we're all yeah. trying our best. And I think she really loves her kid. There yeah, is and we no learn through making bad decisions. Question that's, that's how lessons that are she learned. is trying very hard and she loves her kids. But yeah. through talking through this, I think the person that I'm mad at is the producers or the For editors. For allowing it? Yeah, in the way that when we watch the Judice kids, like they're, they're children and this is real pain for them. And Melania Snails. To... Tape them crying about like missing their dad. Like that doesn't need to exist. No, for real. There are cries forever. For yeah. Like that's now on YouTube for any time that in their life that they're having a bad night and they're sad and depressed. They can just Google up the saddest moments of their life. Like that's not great. Um, I, I certainly have worked very hard to repress all the saddest moments in my life and I don't need video footage. But I mean, it is also, I'm mean, maybe it is also good that we're talking about it openly and we're saying that these are like issues that you can take on and these are tactics not to do. Like maybe it's good that the audience now knows that if someone has eating issues, you don't, you can't make them eat. You can't like pressure them or like be like, it's not that big a deal. Have some pot. Like that's not the tactic. Maybe it's good that we're all educating ourselves by seeing this. I mean, to be super honest, I have experienced disordered eating of varying degrees with different things, whether it's like watching every single thing that I eat and like there were there, there have been years of my life where it's like if I don't work out for x number of whatever or nothing matters or going the entire opposite way and I mean my mom's a dietitian and a personal trainer who fed me like slim fast and snack well it. it's like yeah and a lot of people experience disordered eating and whether or not it's lifelong for some people or trauma related for others or whatever just like a chapter in the book of their life it's 
for a lot of people, you don't, you like live with it for the rest of your, like for, I know for the rest of my life, I'm going to have to be I very, mean, very It's careful. like being in recovery from anything else. Right. Which is why I am fascinated when I watch like different addictions. I hate to say storylines, but here we are saying storylines play out on housewives because I understand that. Like I don't, I've never experienced drug or alcohol addiction, but I have experienced other forms of addiction. So yeah. I understand that as a theory. And I watched that storyline and I was uncomfortable because it was obviously uncomfortable. And I was uncomfortable because it was obvious to me and it sounds like it was obvious to you and to a lot of other people that she wasn't being a child acting out and being a dick to her parents. She was someone in pain who was trying to divert attention away from yep. the fact that she didn't want to eat A and B, she probably really didn't want to eat on camera. Oh, she I didn't mean, that's play. the core of it. Right. And she put some stuff on Instagram after that I thought was so informative and so helpful. And she put a photo of herself uh, in a bikini, I think. And she looked very thin. And she said, like, living with anorexia or something. I'm going to fuck up, the, fuck this up. But this is a general idea, living with anorexia. And then the next photo she put up was someone also very healthy, thin, but less, like, scary thin. And it also said, like, living with anorexia, where she had a healthier looking body and a body that looked there like... There are sick. very heavy people who are living with eating Absolutely. disorders. Absolutely. And, and eating disorders can be all kinds. And I thought what she was trying to say was really informative, which is that even if you are in recovery, you're still in recovery with an illness that you may struggle with the rest of your life. Rina is struggling with the idea that her child is sick and isn't necessarily going to be quickly cured. Like this is something that her child may be able to heal over and may not live with the rest of her life or she may have to watch um, this like any other illness for the rest of her life. She might have to live with this and figure out a way to get control over it instead of having it control her. I mean, that was what we watched with Jules. Yeah, that's exactly it. When Jules was like, I'm, I made myself throw up a week or, or a couple days ago and people were like horrified. And it's like, no, that's the reality. It's not, life is not a straight line. And sometimes recovery is going on and off and understanding why that happened and looking for triggers. And so- But wh- frankly, then anyone would call her immature because she like flipped her dad off. Which in please, one scene. that's like If anything, that's look, at, look at the messaging she's doing with her platform now and say, you're incredibly mature. Right. That what she did on camera was age appropriate which is doing in the real world is very mature for her age it's very mature which is why i get very very angry because i think that certain standums have crossed the line into being genuinely abusive there is no excuse i started thinking about my what i have said because i've seen like certain bravo influencers talk about how they don't want to talk comment about people's uh, kids or even some in certain uh, situations relationships and appearances and i'm like well i've said shady shit before but it's it's been in the in the pursuit of humor yeah like tongue-in-cheek right tongue-in-cheek I don't know that I've ever well except for like Kim I'm sure I've called her like a dragon beast but whatever that's personality related that's not (laughs) that's not necessarily looks but I looked at how some people were commenting in ways that are abusive for someone that is struggling with an illness which we all know which is readily apparent and if it's not you have bigger issues that you need to work on and the fact that people are attacking her and are attacking Rena and are doing it in very explicit cruel mocking ways it's like a do you think you're really going to get somebody on your side by this or you just being the exact bully that you're accusing them of but worse because Rena's not saying like Max should die you know what I'm saying like it's just so ugly to me and it becomes really uh scary to go online and to watch these people's social media accounts because I don't think there's anything fun or entertaining about that if you're an LVP super fan then like let's have a conversation I'm, I'm very curious for that's why I have a fucking show but if you're doing it in a way where you're body shaming someone, parent shaming someone, yeah, and if because you're a super of a fan of anybody, illness, and and you're in, in pursuit of their, you're supporting them. You have to harm other people. 
That's a problem. That's a real problem. And it says more about you than it does the person you're bullying or harming or anything. You, anything you could possibly insult them with, it says more about you that you would do that. And frankly, uh, that's easy to say from the outside. But the person you're saying this to, no matter how mature and elevated you are, no matter you could be RuPaul floating and having a guru moment saying, like, what other people think about me is none of my business or whatever his, like, you know, uh, ayahuasca catchphrases are. <laughs> it's hard when someone's lobbing those insults at you to not take it personally and not like feel it. And frankly, a child like that. Or anybody struggling. Someone's saying that to Jules, you're, you're attacking people who are the most vulnerable. And if you are so fucked up that you don't see that this is someone in pain who's acting out because of that very pain, then it just makes me uncomfortable to be involved and invested in this show alongside you because we are having such diametrically opposed reactions to this. And it's not to say that I think that Housewives is entertaining and entertaining alone. Obviously, you know, 110 episodes in, I am not yet running out of material. I find this stuff really, really fascinating. I think it's the truest example of feminism, which Roxanne Gay talked about when she got into a fight about with Gloria Steinem about Housewives, where it's like women are not these perfect angels. You need to show that women are complicated and in some ways difficult and wrong. And frankly, the and perfect cannot be the enemy of the good. And Housewives has done a lot for women uh, and and especially like it, just from a visibility standpoint mm-hmm. and it's bizarre but it, to, the backpedaling of certain aspects of the fandom where like I think you know we have all learned so much from the show about relationships about uh, from uh, the whole franchise about relationships about um, psychology about people in pain and then to backslide and use that knowledge to harm somebody to quote-unquote benefit somebody else like I, and to not involve yourself. It's like, okay, LVP quit the show this week, which we've been talking about for months. She quit the show when she stopped filming. So, like, big which surprise. Which we have to come back to. Well, we, yes. And she's not going to the reunion. Camille went, thank fucking God. Um, the reunion's going to be a mess. They said they recorded. They kept talking about how they recorded for the longest time uh, ever for Beverly Hills. And I'm like, that's not a good thing. That's because you guys do not have material. And so you're talking about whatever. I mean, these As women. As Bethany said once, if we're talking about the, I mean, if we're talking about this dog for three full hours as Bethany said once I respect that but I don't want to hear it no that's exactly right if it's if I have to hear about this dog for more than 15 minutes and that I'm I'm giving that a hard limit I'm I'm turning it off you really- and I've never missed an episode I have seen every like like you know no I hear you secrets revealed yeah I, I am uncomfortable with how this is going to go down I don't find it interesting uh Camille is now hopping on the LVP bandwagon of like let's not not to say that she's team LVP which she certainly is but like the I don't want to film if I feel like I'm being bull it's like all right someone tweeted and they said like if Leanne Locking can show up and Jax can show up and Kristen Jody can show up and all these people who were maligned and the whole cast was against them Kennedy can can show show up to fuck I mean you just fucking take one for the team showed up I mean and Camille season one showed up so like what the fuck is happening but it's just I just but it's also so short-sighted like how long have you been on television and you don't realize that like this too shall pass the fandom will come back the women will will turn around like it it goes with it's back and forth it is ebb and flow lisa you have had a lot of control that you're going to get a lot of blowback because of that and then we'll come back to your control like it will ebb and flow and the fact that lisa didn't come to the reunion and and own it as as rinna constantly said the fact that lisa vanderpump didn't come to the reunion and say yeah 
I did. I placed the stories and I told people to do things. And that's my job as a housewife. And like just break the reality of the show and have like an own it bitch moment and an incredible like meta. And she won't and she never will. And that is why she Lisa is the victim is not that girl. I thought Lisa was that girl. I, I for a long time thought Vanderpump was that girl. I don't think she's that girl. Of course she's not that girl. Wait, I'm confused why you're confused about that. Because she had all the trappings of being that girl, which is like she's like, I mean, the, all the gay icon stuff we were talking about. She owns these businesses. She's got another show. She's always pushing dramatic storylines. You know, she's she's gone through all these weird dramas and yeah, okay, Cedric stuff. Yeah. She's iconic looking and she's been on for so long. And the fact that she doesn't realize or know how to play this or decide that like if you want me to be you want a villain I'll give you a villain and and the point is to be fascinating and to be honest and to be real and to engage with these women um uh in a way that like is dynamic the the fact that she truly thinks we just need filler drama storylines to talk about and that like she's she the minute someone dislikes her she's just gonna disappear and, and like tell between her legs hide and like I thought that Lisa Vanderpump got it and I guess she doesn't get it. No, she gets it in a different way, though, which is that she never wants to be the one at the end holding the whatever. She wants to be the one telling Camille to bring up Taylor's alleged abuse on camera. She wants to be the yeah. one to tell Brandy to put the magazines. She has been very smart and very calculating, but a part of that calculation is making sure that nobody thinks she's calculating. And so when someone tells her that she's being manipulative, that is like her number one trigger. If we're going to talk about triggers, she is not that person. She is a good person. She cares about dogs and gay people and more dogs. I'm, I just, I guess she really snowed me at least for the first couple of seasons maybe the first two or three seasons and 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 slowly I've peeled this back but I thought that she was someone with maybe some you know insecurities about we all have insecurities but someone who was very confident within herself and knew herself and this has shown me that she isn't that she is extremely sensitive she's image obsessed she you didn't is, know that I, I thought sometimes I thought that it was Bobby more Fisher. She still hasn't recovered from Bobby Fisher. I thought for the first couple of seasons that all her image stuff was a flex and it, it was f- fun for her and tongue in cheek. And yes, it was a curation of her world. I agree with you. Now I realize it is a show she is putting on for herself and everybody else to cover up whatever she thinks are her flaws. She's like, it's a performance in the way that like the Erica Jane stuff, um, I still am not sure whether or not this is something that is a fun tongue in cheek, like, if I'm going to be like a blonde bombshell, I might as well go all out or whatever. Like that kind of like fun drag queen personality. Or if Erica Jane is deeply damaged person who, and this is all to feed some kind of need within herself. Um, and the, I guess I just thought I knew Lisa Vanderpump. I thought I knew a lot about her and maybe she's changed. Maybe I've changed, but like, she's just different than I thought that she was. And frankly, it really breaks Vanderpump rules for me. Because her as this like guru above them all who knows what's best and is giving people good advice doesn't work if she does not seem to uh, like have perspective at all. Like it's hard to hear her give James Kennedy advice about drinking when you're like or like someone else's advice about grief when like she doesn't seem to be processing her own issues really well. And I don't know how she's going to fit it. And frankly, if this means we're getting more of her on Vanderpump, like more Vanderpump on Vanderpump is not good. I just wonder how this works. Like, how do you get paid on Housewives? Like, how does your contract work? Do you get your last payment after you film the reunion? She obviously she's broke her contract. She's sacrificing a lot by not showing up. She's, how does this not affect? I know it won't she's affect She's probably not getting paid for like half of the season now because she just didn't show up for any Right, because she didn't. She stopped filming. Including probably so they a had penalty to fee production. for breaking the contract. Yeah. 
I feel like that's also why Camille's in so much too. They probably just added supplemented Camille. I mean, shit. Brandy showed up because she was like, "I guess you guys need someone to fill the airtime. I'll do it." And frankly, thank you for your service to America, braver than the U.S. Marines, Brandy Glanville. Fleet <laughs> week. Her and Denise together. That's a scary duo. Denise, Denise was appeasing her and production, and Brandy was there to but I also try to make them to become best friends. Denise knows the taste of darkness. <laughs> She's got a, you know, she's got a taste for darkness and darkness has a taste for her. And um, when she was with Brandy, I was like, if these two spend too much time together, I don't want to know where it's going to go. I think that Denise is so, oh God, I'm so obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her. She's, no one's going to change her. Not Brandy, not nobody else. no shits. Even if she says things that I'm like, that's actually not factually true. Rinna does have a bad mean bone in her body she was absolutely being passive aggressive at i think she believes it i believe she no but i i believe she believes it and that's why i love denise more than anybody else in that godforsaken show and i don't know what's going to happen with brandy i'm not sure i think any power that kyle may have had with production she no longer has to that degree because of how they've handled themselves i mean andy said that the reason she couldn't be on the show is because she didn't have friends on the show which i think translates into human speak of nobody wanted to tape with you and we Right. can't have a show especially with- lvp who at that time was the queen and if like say rinna and denise are like yeah i'll tape with brandy she's back baby <laughs> she was on celebrity big brother <laughs> she ain't nobody i really don't want to get into it because if we're <laughs> gonna talk about triggers she's a big trigger i was happy she was doing something i wonder how kim richards feels about <laughs> the fact that her phone call with brandy ended up being plot on camera yeah i do not want if brandy this isn't a two for one you get one or the other and of the two i suppose on a technicality brandy is more ideal to me than kim richards and that technicality is like my inner moral compass. Yeah, like, I think this could kill Kim Richards. <laughs> um, I say laughing. Um, I don't want to see Kim Richards in any more getting arrested in any more Target no, parking lots. I think the Polo Lounge and you are on the same page with that. <laughs> so I guess Brandy. I mean, I put it as an Insta poll. I said, "Do you want Brandy back?" And it was like fifty six forty four yes, which is not a landslide. That is close. No, that is that is that's a close call. So on that close call note. Gay icon Ryan Houlihan. Guys, if you consider yourselves an icon, or maybe just me, are you coming to the Andy's Girls Turtle Time Kiki? It is tomorrow, which is a day in June. Tomorrow, June 8th at the Regency. None other. Historic landmark, 8 o'clock. It is not too late to RSVP. Bring all your Real Housewife friends. Tomorrow, 8 o'clock Eastern. If you are one of our listeners listening abroad, it is not too late to book your flight. Use your points, your miles, whatever. It's worth it for an hour. Hour, hour and a half to <laughs> drinking seltzer with me. Um, RSVP at Andy's Girls Show at gmail.com. Andy's Girls Show at gmail.com. That is the Andy's Girls New York City Kiki. No excuses, tri state area and countries near us. I'm looking at you, Canada. Ryan Houlihan, this was such a pleasure. Such a joy. Gay um, rights. Gay rights forever. Thank you so much for joining me. I feel like so much conversation needs to continue. We need to do like a full hour of Potomac. Like I need to yeah. get really in with you. We got a deep dive. It's so good. There's so much. Justice for Logan. <laughs> James <laughs> Kennedy's erstwhile boyfriend. Oh my God. Talk about a gay icon. I really can't. 
Um, guys, love all of you. Tell us your thoughts and feels. We're going to put a selfie up maybe of me in black tie, but I also have to run to get my eyebrows down. So priorities. <laughs> um, love all of you, and we'll talk to you again next week. Oh, P.S. If you haven't left an iTunes review, five stars and a 7,000-word essay on how you love all things Andrew Scrolls and maybe me personally, hashtag skinny legend, please do so now. If you have any constructive critique, um, maybe leave that off the number one marketing platform for people with podcasts. Yeah, DM it. Right? Like, why just want to DM? Okay. Bye, guys. Insta at Dame Galley, Ryan Hulan at Ryan Hulan everywhere, Insta- uh, Twitter at Sarah Galley. Oh my God, can't stop talking. Gay things, gay rights, pride for everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye.